Hello, hello, besties, and welcome to another episode of the She vs. World podcast. Today's episode is a juicy one. And by juicy, I mean I got about two and a half pages of notes just listening to our guest today share her magic and expertise. I cannot wait for you all to get the same from it as well. Our guest is none other than Alexa Colley. She is the CEO of Forever Friday Consulting, where she works with fitness and wellness business owners in a marketing and community building capacity to help them grow their businesses, create more impact, and have fun doing it. Who doesn't want that? I know I do. Now, Alexa has over a decade of experience working for brands like Lululemon and SoulCycle, while also being the host of a top 3% global podcast, the Friday Society Podcast. Think how I built this, but specifically for the fitness and wellness industries, highly recommend you guys check it out. I will link it in the show notes. Now, today's episode was so juicy because Alexa is sharing with us all about her abundance mindset as a business owner, giving us so many amazing actionable tips and strategies, such as her five-step marketing funnel that is proven. You'll hear some of these client numbers, and you'll also hear how you can implement them into your business today. She's sharing with you her thoughts on social media, niching, trends, all of those questions that you want to ask about ideal clients, community building, networking. She's hitting on all of it. I know I got so much out of this episode, and I know that you guys are going to get just as much. She's also sharing with us a really generous offer, so stick around and listen to it. I will link all that information in the show notes for you as well. But without further ado, let's welcome Alexa Colley to the She vs. World podcast. Welcome to the She vs. World podcast, because being a modern woman balancing a career, business, friendships, relationships, family, oh, and our own needs can sometimes feel like it requires superwoman level powers. I'm Danielle Stead-Blanton, athlete turned corporate attorney who left my completely unfulfilling career in a male-dominated industry to disrupt the space and build the table for women leaders in the health and wellness worlds to thrive. I've teamed up with some of the biggest household names from their starts and through their massive growths by providing business, legal, and operations consulting services, while also being their number one hype gal and sometimes the dose of tough love that only your best girlfriend can give you. On this show, I'm sharing everything I've learned along the way, both the practical business lessons to help your business thrive and the tough life lessons that ladies, we are just not talking about enough and need to be. And of course, I'm handing the mic off to some of the most inspiring and powerful women in our industries to share their stories and lessons too, because together we can conquer it all. Hello, hello, you guys. I am ecstatic beyond words to bring on a genius, a queen, a wonderful human being, my friend, Alexa Colley who is also the CEO of Forever Friday Consulting. It's a marketing and community consultancy for health and wellness business owners. So she's in the right place. Alexa, we are so excited to have you on the show today. Oh, Danielle, thank you so much. I'm so excited. This is definitely the highlight of my day. Oh my gosh. Likewise. This is great. We're off to a great start already. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, So Alexa, for those of who are listening, who maybe don't know how awesome you are, how incredible you are, would you please give everyone a, this is who I am, this is what I do, so we can just get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, amazing. Okay, so hello, everybody. So excited to be here. Um, I'm Alexa. I am the founder of Forever Friday Consulting. 
I am a marketing and community coach, as Danielle said. I have been in this industry for about 11 years now. Um, So I'll just give the quick background. So I started working for Lululemon. I was there for about five years opening stores and really um, building out the community team. So if you guys are listening, I know you care about the health and wellness industry and Lululemon's marketing strategy has always been really, really rooted in grassroots and organic marketing. So that's really where I got like my training in, you know, relationship building and being present in the community and giving without receiving and all those sort of pillars um, that come with grassroots marketing. And then after Lululemon, I moved into SoulCycle where I worked for corporate for a little over a year. Um, which does not sound like much, but by the end, I was the longest standing person on the marketing team. So it was a big accomplishment. Um, And then I started my own company. So I started Forever Friday Consulting as, you know, Danielle, you know this, but February 20th, 2020, 16 days Mm. before the world shut down and the industry imploded. Um, But it was for me a total blessing in disguise because a lot came of it. Like my podcast came from it because I was craving connection and my business model totally changed and it's still, you know, that way today. So a lot of cool stuff came out of that for me. Um, But that's what I do. I serve health and wellness clients and business owners for their marketing strategy across the world. So I work with clients privately and I have a membership and then I have the Friday Society podcast and that's how I spend my days. Oh my gosh. That's I'm so mind blown just hearing that. And and I know this story, but every time I hear it, I'm still just in awe of that uh, the the journey, the evolution and then where you are now. And especially knowing you you said something a second ago. You said like this this expectation of giving without receiving and I mm-hmm. I feel like you embody that so so strongly and firmly. Is that something that you learned at Lululemon or where does that come from? Yeah, I really I appreciate you noticing that. That's important. I yes, Lululemon was very big into um, like we call them like mat bombing, essentially like giving all these fancy yoga mats to studios in need and schools in need. And we did have a, a big segment of our marketing strategy on a store level was to give without expectation, and that you know manifested sometimes into local charities that are yoga for underserved communities and underserved populations. Um, So that was definitely part of my job and something that I took really seriously and sort of took into how I wanted to operate my company. That's such a, that's such a philosophy that I feel like people are very split on in our industry. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just my perspective, but the showing up in the service of others Mm -hmm. And then with the caveat of showing up without expectation or without an agenda, do you ever see that or feel that way? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I've i heard both sides of that argument. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people sort of have that scarcity mindset. And I know you and I feel the same way on this like scarcity versus abundance mindset. And all the arguments that I've ever heard to gatekeep your information and to make people pay for it is to me just feels like it's coming from a scarcity mindset of like, oh, well, you know, what if somebody doesn't trust me or what if somebody doesn't think that I have the right knowledge and then they're not going to pay me for it? 
And I see things completely the opposite. I, you know, I have my podcast as a completely free resource. I have tons of free resources on my website because I know what it's been like to be a small business owner with negative dollars in your budget and to really feel like you're trying to piece everything together and to try to Google your way through. And it's not fun. Like I've been there. And if I can help people through that, then I'm going to do it. And you know, whether or not they decide that they like my method and that they want to stick with me, I'll be here for them either way. But I think to establish yourself as an expert, whether or not the information is paid is the best way to build a relationship with somebody. You never want someone to say like, oh, I don't know that much about this person. I'm going to pay and then be let down afterwards. Like I want people to get to know Mm. me and I want them to get to know my method of teaching. And if it works for them, I totally trust that they're then going to enlist my help and that they're going to, you know, pay for even more of the cool things that I offer. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree with that more. Well, just like you said, I know we're very like-minded about that. And I think it's kind of that like, like a, a sampler almost of like, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And if you like it, then let's dive deeper. And if you don't like it, then hopefully you can take that bit of knowledge or grace or joy that you took from me and you can pay it forward and put it out in the world on your terms too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. And then maybe like, even if it doesn't work for you, ask me, you know, who has a different method and I'm sure I'll I'll tell you. Like I am so – I do not – I don't want anybody in my orbit who isn't totally stoked to be there and that's just sort of the way I feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you guys definitely need to go see – Alexa did this really awesome post a few, a few weeks ago. I think it'll be by the time you listen to this and that she said, these are people who I – could see as my competition, but instead I'm going to see them as people in my community. Mm-hmm. And that took guts. <laughs> that took so many guts because how many, you know, how many of us, if we taught fitness said, okay, I teach spin, here's five other spin instructors who are just as good, if not maybe better at certain things than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I almost challenge all of us if we, if we had that in ourselves to stand up on a platform and to say that. And so I thought when you did that, I was like, dang, that is a, That is a gut check moment for me. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I've had those moments where I've come across someone's Instagram or someone's website and I've been like, oh man, I think what we do is the same. And I felt like, uh uh-oh, you know, you feel that pang of you're like, oh no, there's someone else out there, whatever. And you, you know, you're like, well, they have more followers and you can get into that headspace. And then if you flip it, right, and you're like, there's something unique about me, there's something unique about them and their methods, probably we're not exactly the same, right? So like I actually love your analogy, right, of a spin instructor. So let's say, you know, let's take two instructors. Maybe one is really great at like hip hop and choreography and one is really good at 70s and riding a little slower, right? Like there's room in your in your week for both of those instructors. And there is days that you want one and then there's days that you want another. And that's okay. That's what life is. Like we should want different things at different times and different things match our energy for the day and they match what we're needing. So uh, every single time that I've ever been able to look at any of those Instagram profiles or websites or anything that I found where I had that uh uh-oh pang and I used it to say, you know, we share an audience, like how can we help each other? It's always worked out really, really well for me. 
And I've gotten some really amazing clients from it. I've gotten some members from it. And I've built really great friendships with people who can understand what it's like to be a business owner in this industry. So it's always worth it to go for the collaboration instead of following that like fear-based uh-oh thought. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. I want to hit pause and just <laughs> marinate in that for a second. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more, but I think that's something we all need to hear is that, you know, you said in any given week, we have the energy to to go to those two spin classes. We have the energy to see those two practitioners. It's not a, it's not like the pie is finite. It's the pie just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it'll be a few weeks removed at this point. So who knows what's going to happen? But that was my biggest gripe with that Soul Cycle campaign was I was just, you know, Everything I've done in my 11 years in this industry, I've always just sort of tried to instill in clients and in in my followers and in everybody that I know that there is room for everyone, everyone, every yoga studio, every Pilates studio, every spin studio, every hit studio. People want different things at different times and that's okay. Like how can we work together and how can we make it work? So the pitting a company against one another is that was my big like I was like oh that's a red flag for me. Oh my absolutely and I think everyone who saw that agrees and it's funny because it's easy to see something like that that is um so actually let's take a step back if you don't know what we're talking about <laughs> if you're not quite sure what we're talking about Alexa mentioned is that SoulCycle put out a social media campaign that was, I would say like not everyone's favorite because it was a buyback bike program where they would buy back a competitor's bike in exchange for SoulCycle Studio classes. And it called out competition in a really negative sense. And it made people feel icky for lack of better terms, gross, cringe, turned off all of that. And I, you know, and it really goes back to what you just said that why do we have to advertise by putting someone else down or by stressing the competition element of it instead of, again, going back to kind of like what soul originally taught us back in like the early 2010s, 2015 of like, you know, the abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and even just to go back to your analogy of spin instructors, like soul cycle would never say, hey, only go to Tramel's class because his beats are amazing. And only go to Sue's class because she plays 70 hits, right? Like they're using – like they understand that there's duality and that there's diversity in what their clients want. So to not use that strategy on a larger scale was I think what was really interesting. Mm, could not agree more. And it's it's fun listening to you talk about this because I get such a great sense of just in these you know brief moments of what it's like to work with you and what it would be like to be, you know, a client of yours or in your membership program. And with that, I know everyone who reached out and was like, I can't wait to listen to this episode, you know, has a fitness wellness-based business. And they're saying, what are her absolute number one tips for marketing your brand today? What works, what sticks, what doesn't? And then also talking about your viewpoints on what it means to be like a community coach in the industry today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this so much. Okay. So my two biggest pieces of advice for marketing your company is number one, 
You need to have your messaging down and you need to be really clear and really intentional with it. So what I mean by that is you need to know exactly what you do. You need to know exactly who you serve and you need to know exactly what their life is going to look like when they're done working with you. And that's the biggest, biggest one. So I just have to say that again. If you have any sort of business, you need to be able to tell me in one sentence what the solution is that you're providing, right? Like I am Mm. providing a marketing strategy for small business owners in the health and wellness field. That's what I do. That's, you know, I I know what someone's life looks like when they're done working with me. They feel calmer. They feel, you know, easier in their marketing. They don't feel as overwhelmed. Like those are the things that I know and therefore I can take that into my messaging. But if you tell me that you're a Pilates instructor or you're a spin instructor, I'm going to push you on that. Who do you serve and what does their life look like when they're done with your class or when they're done working with you for a few months, right? Like if you're working with a client for three months, tell me what they feel like when they're done with those three months. So do you serve, you know, older clients who are dealing with injuries, who work with you and then they can pick their grandkids up and they can, you know, lift their groceries and they can do all these exciting things? Like you need to know what someone's life looks like and you need to know the solution that you are providing for these clients. So that's the first thing is I would answer those three questions. And then number two is you need to have a plan. Like you need to have your marketing funnel. You know, I, I always use that word, but I know it's very like jargony. It feels very like industry, right? And it doesn't mean necessarily anything overwhelming. It's just what is your marketing strategy? So there's five points to a marketing funnel. And I know I'm like getting a little textbook here, but just bear with me. There's five I'm literally points. taking notes. I'm <laughs> taking notes for all of us guys. Don't worry. It. Keep going. Keep going. So there's five points to your marketing funnel, right? And I want you to envision an upside down triangle. So at the very top, that's your top of funnel. That's where your awareness goes. So that's how everyone's finding out about you. And I'll use this as an example, right? Like there are people listening to this podcast that have no idea who I am, that I've never met before. And this is a top of funnel strategy for me. It's top of funnel for me to put out Instagram posts and to do reels and to do TikToks and podcast episodes and Instagram lives and, you know, press articles. Like that's all your top of funnel because you're getting in front of people who don't know you yet. So that's all that means. Your second step is that you want to have a trial or you want to have some sort of opt-in, right? So you want people to say, okay, cool. You know, I loved what I heard from her. That was really interesting. I want to learn more. So that's where you'll have some sort of way that people can get in touch with you. Generally, that's going to be an email sign up. So that's where your free workbooks, your free classes, your intro deals, like any of that, that's where that's going to live. So now the the, the upside down triangle is just getting a little smaller, right? Because you have all these people that heard the podcast or, you know, I'll just use that one as an example. Now there's a smaller group of people that are going to sign up for my email list, right? They're like, I want to hear more. Not fully invested yet, but I want to hear more. Then you have your mid-funnel, which is, I think we call it client consideration. I'm not sure, but I can post it on my story and you guys will see. Um, But then that would be like, okay, cool. So that's how someone's finding you. And I'll flip it. Like if you guys are an instructor, that's when they're going to take, you know, your two for 20 or your intro deal. So they're putting something in. They're like, okay, I'm going to try this out. I'll invest a little bit of money. I'm in. Like I'm I'm a customer now but I'm not fully there yet. 
So that's, you know, your brand consideration period. Then hopefully what you've got below that is going to be brand advocate. So you've got someone that's like really your your brand loyalist. So you've got some, this is where, you know, the triangle is getting a little smaller. Um, You have someone that's, you know, maybe your monthly member or someone who takes your class a lot, who's really, you know, for me, it would be my members, you know, of my marketing membership. And then at the very bottom of that triangle, you've got your brand ambassadors. So these are the people who are posting about you on their stories all the time, who are telling all their friends and family, like, you got to come take her class. She's so great. You know, all that stuff. So this is this upside down triangle, and that is your marketing strategy. What I mean by when I say, and I'll just like rewind to, you know, my second part of of my answer to your question is you have to have a plan. So if you don't have all of that planned out, like if you don't have an ideal customer flow, you're leaving money on the table. And there's you're leaving a lot on the table there. You're leaving money. You're leaving great relationships. You're leaving a network. So you really want to just have a clear plan as to, hey, what's the next ideal step for every single person that has ever found your brand? What's your ideal next step for them? And if you can plan that out, you're going to be smooth sailing, but you do have to have a plan. That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> um, don't apologize because I my mind is currently blown. <laughs> I have so many follow-up questions, if you don't mind. Oh, I would love to, to ask because I hope I'm not the only one that has these questions. <laughs> I'm all here for it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's go back to your first bit of advice, like getting the messaging down. I think that's something that we've always heard, you know, from like kind of online business coaching 101 is like, what's the transformation you offer or what is the, you know, solution that you're selling or how do you want people to feel? Mm -hmm. So going back to your example of I'm, let's pretend I'm just starting my own fitness brand. How can I how can I answer that question? What is the transformation? Like, let's say I want to teach weightlifting, strength training, like hit workouts on my Zoom and I want a Zoom community of teaching that. Mm-hmm. How would I put together kind of that mission statement of what my transformation is? Or is it something that organically it happens? How do you advise people who are really green into that? Yeah, I would say really visualize what you want someone's experience with you to look like. You know, so if you are, if you're just doing one-off classes, great. How do you want them to feel when they when they close their laptop, right? How do you want them to feel when they leave your studio? So I would say, you know, I teach classes for people who want to let loose and leave feeling empowered or leave feeling excited about their life. Like that's where I would start. But generally, mm-hmm. that's not just going to be that's not going to be your only revenue stream, right? Like you're probably, you have a bigger vision for what your brand is. So I would still, you know, I would just like sit back, close your eyes, visualize one year from now, people who take your class, who took your class yesterday, what are they like in a year from now if they keep taking your class? So those are the things Mm. I would get really grounded in like, what is, what's your dream for all these people who come to know you? Wow. That's a really helpful little tidbit you said is if everyone comes to your class for one year, because I think a lot of us think that the transformation comes in one class and and we put so much pressure on ourselves. And as we're putting together a marketing plan for our our classes of like how one class will change your life Mm -hmm. 
versus the cumulative impact of how a year of class could change your life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's super important. And, you know, I've spoken to some of the biggest names in fitness and health and wellness on my podcast. And I will tell you the one thing, the one common thread that they've all said to me is I have taught a class to one person. I've taught a room that was supposed to be for 65 people to one person and I kept going. And that's the most important thing. Like every single Mm -hmm. one of these names, Isaac Boots, Angela Davis, like these names that you're just Mm -hmm. like household names, they have all said the same thing. That they, when they were getting started, when they were building their community, it was hard in the beginning. And they had times when no one showed up, but they kept showing up. And that's what I think is really, really important. And, you know, I just have to call that out because I know that there are going to be people that are, when they're starting something out, you're going to feel discouraged, but you have to keep your client's end result in mind always. That is such a... That's such a great segue to my next thought I had is, is, you know, you talked about messaging down and the one word I didn't hear you say that I feel like everyone says is niche, niching down. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, or or I guess I should just ask like, what are your thoughts on kind of like putting a transformation of a client or a, the result they're getting versus like you niching as a service provider or are they totally separate and I'm just not getting it right. I'm going to – I feel like I'm going to be a little controversial. Uh, Please. We want that. I think this whole niching down thing is completely overrated. I think if you are acting from an authentic place of joy and of what lights you up, the right niche is going to find you, right? Like if you're Mm -hmm. a mother who is really passionate about bringing your babies to class with you or whatever, like if you're just being that, those people are going to find you and they're going to take notice of you. Like I didn't decide to do health and fitness. I just love health and wellness. That's It's what I love. Mm-hmm. I, the, I love working out. I love healthy food and learning about holistic methods of heat. Like I love that. So I love my clients and I love helping them and that's it. Like that's it. That's niching down to me. I'm never like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it has to be a health and wellness client. It has to be this. Like all of the inbound that I get is just from people who just gravitate towards that. So I think if you're acting from an authentic place of what lights you up, your niche is going to gravitate towards you. But it's almost like don't tell people how great you are. Show them, you know, and let the right people find you. Like that's sort of how I feel about this whole niching down thing. But I, I think it's overrated. I think it gets way too much airtime. I love someone saying that. Thank you for being controversial (laughs) because you're the expert here. And, you know, we kind of just get bombarded with that term on social media and from business coaches. Mm -hmm. And so to hear a a true marketing expert say that is like, oh, okay, I I like that one a lot better. I'm going to listen to her. (laughs) And it also, it just feels like one of those things that you're like, you have to put it on your to-do list, right? And like small business owners, you guys feel overwhelmed and I see it every day. I'm not... I'm not in the business of like giving you an extra thing you need to put on your to-do list. I just – I don't think that's helpful at all. No, I completely agree. And I think the more we give clients to do, it's almost more overwhelming instead of saying, here's two things I want you to work on in the next month. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to set them up for success. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So another thing you mentioned as we're talking about marketing funnels, and again, this is for me taking wild notes because, you know, DSB could probably use some of this. I love it. I'm like smiling here. <laughs> yeah. I love when people tell me they take notes. I, I don't know why. Like, I just love it. <laughs> You're just such a plethora of knowledge. I, why would I not learn something on top of this amazing conversation? I love it. Is you know, you talk about this upside down triangle and we all can, we all know what a funnel is and we're all, we're all going through these steps in our head as we're listening to you. And, Mm -hmm. and you said, you know, we really want to make sure that we have this flow that we, that we're really directing our client to the next step into the next step. And if you could give, you know, one tip or example of how do you move people through the funnel? So how do you go from, let's say, someone's listening to the show right now and they're like, that Alexa knows her shit. Mm-hmm. I, I want to work with her. I want to know her. I want all of that. Mm-hmm. Tell me like what a what you would do as a business owner to move people through the funnel so that they could end up in say your monthly membership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where, this is what I mean when I say you need, you need a plan, right? And like a lot of my private clients, we work on foundational marketing before we pitch you to anyone for a month or two. Like I and I, it's so funny. I just had a conversation with a client today who all of a sudden this month made ten point five thousand dollars from this from two webinars that she did. That was it. Like two hours oh of work. Gosh. But but it's because we spent two months before those webinars with a super clear plan for every single person mm. in that webinar, and that mm-hmm. is so 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 critically important. So. For me, right? So like for every guest podcast that I'm on, I'm going to say like, hey, you know, you can follow me on Instagram, but, you know, my – and we haven't even talked about this yet, but I, I would just say something along the lines of like, you know, get my free client retention workbook in the show notes or something like that, right? Like you want to have some space for someone to find more information about you. And this is where we live in such a cool time of social media, right? Because – all you need to do, right? Let's say you're doing an Instagram live or, you know, you're doing some sort of brand collaboration and that's like your top of funnel tactic. You can post a link, you know, to your next step, your ideal next mm-hmm. step for this person, but you do have to have it planned out. So for pretty much every campaign that you're doing, every like initiative, I would say just write down, okay, great. You know, this person hears me on this podcast in my ideal world. What's next? They sign up for my marketing workbook or they sign up for some sort of freebie, right? And then you say, great, okay, let's say they do that. They download this workbook, they fill it out, they watch the video that accompanies it. Awesome. What's my ideal next step? Is it that they really like my teaching, they want to learn more, they sign up for a membership? Awesome. Okay, great. In my mind, what's the ideal next step, right? So this is just where Mm -hmm. I'm big on visualization and I think like just plan out in your head If everything went really well for every single person who found you or who laid eyes on your business, what does that flow look like? And get really clear and then you can make that happen. Wow. So I'm a realist. Mm -hmm. So let's say I – like let's say I was – had my own monthly membership as a fitness instructor. Is it realistic for me to think that I could go on a podcast or, you know, an Instagram live and show off how great I am and then people would instantly sign up for my membership? Or should I really focus on, you know, the opt-in, the consideration phase? Or do you do you see people jumping it a lot and do you see success in jumping kind of the steps? 
Yeah, I mean, you can. So the biggest the biggest mistake that I'll say I see and I observe is people don't talk about their offers. And I know it's scary and I know you can feel like you're on blast and all this stuff, but people have no idea what you offer if you don't talk about it. So if you are a trainer who has a monthly membership and you do an Instagram live, you need to talk about what your life what what someone's life would look like if they work with you. And you need to talk about the service that you offer. So you can't just, you know, go on an Instagram live and talk about, you know, the benefits of eating apples every day without talking about the fact that you have this membership that you want to drive people into and where they can get more of you. So it is it's just about, you know, making sure that you're communicating and that sort of goes back into Step one, which is understand your messaging and understand the solution that you provide for people. Mm, so true. So true. I think a lot of us are afraid to show up and talk about, about what we do. And I also think a lot of us are almost embarrassed to say, I'm going on a podcast because it's going to be good marketing mm-hmm. or because it's going to be good for business. Mm-hmm. And I've started looking at it as I get to have a great conversation and if hopefully – it resonates with someone and they want to get to work together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think that there's a disconnect with business owners of like self-promotion and, and what is maybe one thing somebody could do to get better at that or overcome that? Yeah. I think what I see a lot is people hiding behind, you know, in I'll say like TikTok trends and reels trends. And a lot of them a lot of them are great. They're super fun. They're fun to watch. But I have certain – I have members that I've had to like privately slack and I've been like, hey, I love all the work you're putting into your social, but I still have no idea what it looks like to actually work with you. Like that's an issue. So it's really, really important and you can still do the trends definitely, but you need to balance them out with authentic content. Like that is so, so, so important. You do a great job at that actually. Like your TikToks and your reels are so great because I get such a good sense of what you believe. And that's a massive thing. So I think, you know, if you were – a lot of people are virtual and I know that. But like if you had a studio, right, if you had a business with four walls, what does it look like when someone is in those four walls with you? Like, what are you covering? Mm -hmm. What does that information look like? What's their transformation? So that's the stuff that you need to be talking about on your social because that's a big miss that I see. I could not agree more about – one, thank you for that compliment. That was very sweet. Um, uh, But I I think you're so right that, like, trends make us think – make us – we get that high, right? Oh my gosh, everyone liked my video. I got so many views. And then you have to balance like, and that's actually a question I have for you is how do you balance like wanting to have a social media that is quote unquote, you know, a big follower count or a big engagement count versus having a social media that converts Mm -hmm. something that I've really had to, I stay out of marketing in my business, but it's one thing I've really told people is like care more about the conversion and the return on the investment instead of the number of followers you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And it's so important because we've definitely all had, you know, that one like lip syncing reel that did really well. And the question is like, that's great, but are they qualified leads? Like are these people that then want to work with you? Because if not, that's maybe an area of opportunity that you need to relook at your strategy. Um, 
yeah, it's social media is great, but you need to be really intentional with what people are taking away from your posts. And this is where I would sort of just say like, get really clear on what your brand values are. You know, like if your brand values, your core values are, you know, community and authenticity and all these sorts of things, like are these reels that you're posting, do people leave feeling these core values that you want them to or not? And that's maybe somewhere that I would, you know, just do a quick little audit of your Instagram and just see what people would leave your profile thinking and feeling and would they want to work with you more? Like, is it something that they're going to find this post and want to opt in to your next step? And if not, if most of your posts leave you saying no to that, I would probably revisit what the strategy is. That is such a great tip, you guys. I know it's so tempting to just post to post or to post something that's fun or cute and I've always looked at my social media as like, this is my business, Mm -hmm. which means I don't put a lot of my personal on there, Mm -hmm. but I try to keep it focused because of that. And it also, I feel like has taken pressure off of me of being like, well, if I don't have anything businessy to post today, I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think I have, and then it's kind of nice because I don't feel that pressure to have to show up Mm -hmm. versus I know sometimes we feel like the quantity is more important than quality. But what I'm hearing you say and what I think we all know is that quality trumps quantity always. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Um, I got a question this morning for you and it, it's funny because they asked about networking mm. and I recently saw something you did on your social media that you were sharing that you – and maybe this was through your membership, so I'd love for you to give us a good explanation of you were connecting business owners via community. And then they ended up collaborating and putting like an event together with like a studio and a smoothie place or something. Mm -hmm. But I would love if you could share a lot about what it means for you to be a community coach and how you're helping business owners build that. Yeah. So yes, you're right. So So in my monthly marketing membership, every month has a marketing focus. And in July, we did press partnerships and collaborations. So that's, you know, that top of funnel, right? And then we sort of went through like the subsequent plan for all these people. Um, But I had a member who, you know, okay, so I'll backtrack. One of the questions that I always like to ask for a lot of people, I know a lot of people struggle with getting the right eyes on their business. A lot of people are just not sure where they're going to find the right audience. And something that I would always, always ask is, where is your ideal client two hours before they work with you and two hours after they work with you? And Mm. that will give you your answer of who you should collaborate with. So I had um, Dane McCarthy was on my podcast recently. He owns West Village Athletic, which is a two-studio like gym in New York City. And they had partnered with Bluestone Lane because, you know, everyone listening to this, like, I would wager a bet 50% of people, when you take a boutique fitness class, you're getting a nice coffee afterwards. Like I would pretty much die by that number. I think that's me 100% of the time. Like I know that's what people are doing. Yep. Right. Smoothies. I have have a post-workout smoothie literally next to my computer right now. Exactly. Exactly. So they partnered with Bluestone Lane and they worked out some sort of deal that is mutually beneficial for Bluestone Lane and it's beneficial for West Village Athletic and all their members. So that I think is something that you're just really going to want to start to brainstorm is like, where is my ideal client? Um, And I think, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that is just like one of the ways that I would look to for, you know, if you are considering some sort of collaboration. 
Yeah. And this, I mean, like this is kind of a no brainer to me, but I think a lot of people need to hear it. What are your views on networking and collaborating as you're building a, a brand for yourself? So critically important. Like you want people to associate you with good feelings, with feeling better about themselves, with, you know, all these core values that you have. In order to give people that association, you need to build these bonds. And getting in front of other people's audiences that have already built those bonds is going to be one of the best ways for you to to become this person for your ideal client. So it's something we did all the time at Lululemon, all the time at SoulCycle, and it was just one of those takeaways that I was like, got it. Okay. This is one of those awesome strategy moments that you learn. You know, everyone's got 24 hours. Like if you can, yes, you're going to be 45 minutes of someone's day, but can you also become that hour after class? And can you also somehow be part of that hour before class? Because the more you're able to do that, the more you're able to become really and truly ingrained in someone's life and they have more positive associations of you. Mm. That is so powerful to hear because, again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It is that we're not each other's competition. We are each other's complement. Mm-hmm. And if we can associate the good feeling of, you know, Lululemon with Alexa's class or membership, you know, then then that just makes you more powerful and that makes you also more valuable and attractive and you know, I, I think a lot of us, we shy away from even teaming up with other people because we think that that'll dim our own sunshine, but it's mm-hmm. the complete opposite. Yeah, exactly. I think that is such – if we all take one message away from here, you know, I was the most curious, Alexa, when you refer to yourself as a community coach, but I think that you – just being a preacher of that message is what's really going to help business owners thrive in these in this community right now. Oh, thank you. I hope so. You know, yeah. there's so much power in numbers and there's so much power in support. So yeah, I just, it's always better to support someone than it is to put them down. Like, I think that's just full stop. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of support, I would love to hear more for my own sake about your membership because now I feel like I deeply need this, guys. So um, so give me a quick overview of what it would be like to get to work with you and what your membership would do. And I'm sure that with all the gems you've just shared, everyone else listening is probably like, uh-huh, same. So give us the goods. I love it. Um, yes. Okay. So I created the membership about four months ago because I work with one-on-one clients all the time and my capacity was full. Like I couldn't take on new clients and that's – I want to help everyone, you know? Like I really feel like – Every single person can have the business that they want, and I want to be able to help you guys get there. So I was like, okay, how can I scale what I do, and how can I open this up to more people? So I created the Friday Society membership, and it is a monthly marketing membership where we pick, you know, like I said earlier, one marketing topic. They're strategically outlined by me and, you know, sort of behind the scenes of just like, okay, what feeds into the next for you guys? Um, But we do a marketing topic. So at the beginning of the month, I'll do an hour-long marketing webinar, either by me. Sometimes I bring in somebody else um, who I love and trust and know is also an expert. And we do that. And then two weeks later, we have an office hours call where you have spent time implementing what this marketing tactic is 
And then you come back on office hours and we talk about how it's going and where you, you know, might need some more personalized support and all that stuff. Um, Occasionally, we also have some like extra calls on there and they're always full of just amazing business owners and like everybody is friends with each other now, even without my doing and without me being there, which I am obsessed with. Um, It was the cutest thing. We had a call the other day and these two members were like, like Vanessa said to Lauren, she was like, Lauren, you look really good. And Lauren was like, yeah, it's because I'm working out with you. And I didn't even realize they had started personal training with each other. And I was like, oh my God. Um, So everyone's just amazing. And we have this Slack group where everybody just chats and supports each other and can ask questions on software and all these different things that you're part of. And of course, I'm in there as well. Um, So it's super fun. It's amazing. I would love, I'll use the code SVW and I'll I'll message that to you. But I would love if you guys want a free month of the membership, um, I'll use that code for you. We can get that going. Wow, that is so generous. Thank you. <laughs> of course. I, I will be there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I love it. And um, is the membership something that just so, you know, I'm a details kind of gal, is that something that there's a monthly commitment or a yearly commitment or can I come as I'm growing my business and then maybe pull back or how does that work with you? Yeah. So it's $75 a month and there is no cancellation fee or penalty or anything like that. I do not like when companies, you know, like hold tight to you and keep you somewhere that you don't want to be. So I would never do that. Um, it's $75 a month and that's it. You can come and go as you please. Um, yeah, that's it. That's an incredible deal right there. That's like four sweet green salads, right? which just tells us we, we need to stop eating that. But like, that's an incredible deal right there for so much value. So I can't wait to look into this more. And you guys, that's such a generous offer. Yeah, there Thank really, you for- there's so much value in there. It's so fun. I love it. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Well, you have given us nothing but gems on gems on gems. <laughs> and I, before my mind explodes, I want to ask you three quick questions to end every episode. And then I want you to share where everyone can find you. So three questions. Number one. Who is your dream client or brand that you would love to share your magic with? Ooh. Oh, man. That's such a good question. Um, honestly, it's got to be – it's like a new company. I, I don't have anyone in mind because I love building from the ground up. So I would say like some cool brand that has a really great vision and they haven't even scratched the surface yet of, of building it. So I, it's not a wow. great answer, but I love early, early days of a business. So I would say someone who is just getting started. You guys hear that? You are her dream client. So go get it. Go get it. Love. Number two, if your business were to receive $10,000 grant tomorrow, don't have to pay it back, how would you invest it in your business and what would you do with it? I would create a super fun luxury, which I know it's $10,000, but we'll figure it out, Um, a luxury (laughs) retreat for my members. I would love that. If we could just all get in one place and just like connect in person, that would be the coolest thing ever. Again, for her members, three-month membership, (laughs) get in on it while she has this retreat going. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Okay. And then last question here. If you could go back and tell your younger self something, anything about life, business, all that good jazz, what age would you be and what would you say? Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. I think probably around age 14, I would say don't care so much about what everybody else is doing because everybody else's milestones are their own. And that's it. Yeah. I would just say keep focused on what makes you happy, but your milestones will be your own, not anybody else's. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. Alexa, where can we find you? How can we get in touch with you? Pimp yourself out, girl. I love it. Um, foreverfriday.co on Instagram. The Friday Society Podcast is a great place to hear from some of those experts we were talking about and the membership. I'll, y'all implement code SVW. So I'll put that. Um, Danielle, I'll send you that link so that you can put it in the show notes. Perfect. And I will have everything linked in the show notes for you guys, including some of these like major moments that she dropped some huge truth bombs for us to hit pause and go back and take notes. But Alexa is a wealth of knowledge and just the most amazing person. We're so grateful to have you on today. Thank you so much. And guys, please go give her a follow. Please go check out everything she's doing because it's truly going to change your business. Thank you, Danielle. I'm so just so grateful of the internet for bringing us together. I love all this and I love collaborating with you. Likewise. And yeah, we never told everyone. We met on Instagram. You guys, you can meet great, great human beings on the internet. Proof. Proof. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the She First World podcast. If you loved it, and we hope you did, don't forget to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast, send this to a friend, and share us on social, tagging me at danielle.stead. Until next time, talk soon, besties.